Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. It's a special podcast we put together on the weekends for you to enjoy. It's going to highlight some of our best interviews from this week from the radio show. You can hear these interviews live during the week in your local radio station. To find out where you can hear the Dan Bongino radio show near you, go to Bongino.com. Click on Station Finder, and you'll find the station nearest you. But before we get to our first interview, let me get to one of our sponsors. We really appreciate their time. Folks, we've all read the headlines about the economy. It's getting bad out there. We know it. Inflation is out of control. You've got to protect your income. What does the inflation, what does inflation do? It destroys the value of money. You keep a $100 bill in your wallet with inflation, it's worth less and less and less every week. What am I doing to hedge myself against inflation? I'm doing it. Is I'm a client of Birch Gold, B-I-R-C-H. I'm buying gold. It's the second time I did it. I'm buying gold from Birch Gold. Now I just bought some more. It's not too late for you to take action. How do you get in contact with Birch Gold and find out how to protect your income and your nest egg? Text Dan to 989898. You'll get a free information kit on how to diversify and protect your savings with precious metals. I just did this again. Hedge yourself. Protect yourself. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, me included, Birch Gold is the right investment to make right now. Don't wait. Text Dan to 989898. Get real advice from Birch Gold today. Again, text Dan to 989898. Claim your free, no obligation information kit on how to protect your hard-earned savings with gold. Birch Gold. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Message and data rate supply. First up today, we talk with Jack Phillips, the owner of the Denver Bake Shop, who won a discrimination suit at the Supreme Court. You probably know his name, but the left won't leave him alone. They want him to make Satan cakes and things like that. And they're suing him again uh, because they're lunatics. Please listen to this important story. I promise it's worth your time. You know, I should have teased this guest in the last segment because I'm really excited about this. Uh, This guy's become a real... uh, inspiration to me as he continues to fight off just constant attempts to attack him, his religion, his business. It's a, it's a sad story, but a story about a guy with a, with a lot of guts. I'd like to welcome to the show. Uh, you probably heard his story, uh, Jack Phillips and his lawyer, Jake Warner. Jack has been under constant barrage from leftists trying to get him to do things, uh, bake cakes. You've heard these stories. He's the Colorado baker and, uh, Jack, thanks for joining us. I, I know you've been, uh, busy trying to fight off this constant litany of attacks we appreciate your time i appreciate you having us on it's uh, an honor sir yeah well it's an honor to talk to you just start from the beginning here i mean you're 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 a guy you run a business you're you know an american success story like anyone else you apply your artistic endeavors to your cakes and how does this whole story start because we've been dealing with your story for years this isn't new how did it start Well, the original lawsuit started in 2012, but first let me just say that at Masterpiece Cake Shop, we serve everybody who comes into our shop regardless of of any of that stuff. We just don't create every message that people ask us to. So back in 2012, when two men came in and asked me for to create a wedding cake to celebrate their same-sex wedding, I tried to politely tell them, you know, I'll serve you anything else. I'll do other custom work for you, sell you anything in my store. You're welcome here, but I can't create that cake because a wedding cake has an inherent message, and I can't express that message. They stormed out of my shop, filed a complaint with the state of Colorado. The state sued me. That case... 
that case worked its way up to the United States Supreme Court, where he eventually won seven to two, which was really cool. But at the same time, we had another complaint filed by an attorney here in Colorado that uh, asked us to create a cake celebrating gender transition. And again, we told this person we serve everybody, uh, we can make you other custom work, but we can't design that cake because it's a message that I can't express. Um, but that person uh, took a complaint to the Colorado Civil Rights Commission again. They sued us, but eventually they dismissed it. And now that person is suing us in civil court. So that's why we were in the news recently, because we had our day in court at the Colorado Court of Appeals. So we're waiting for that decision. So there's the short version of a 10-year story. So, Jack, you could find yourself potentially back at the Supreme Court again. You know what, Jake, this may be a question. I'm sorry, Jake Warner is is Jack's attorney. Uh, Jake, this may be a question better posed to you. Um, Do you... Do you see yourself on that track again? And, and, and my audience has asked this question specifically. Mm-hmm. What was it about the 7-2 ruling where you guys won at the Supreme Court? Mm-hmm. Was it a limited ruling and a restricted ruling? And that why, that's why you find yourself in a similar situation now at the state court level? Well, back in 2018, the U.S. Supreme Court issued a, a decisive ruling in favor of Jack Phillips and Masterpiece Cake Shop. There, the free exercise violation was so clear that the court didn't even need to reach the free speech issue that was uh, in play. Uh, Colorado officials had compared Jack and its faith to, to that of Nazis and slaveholders, and, and Colorado officials had discriminated against Jack, uh, giving secular cake artists freedom to decline to create cakes consistent with, with their beliefs, but denying that same freedom to Jack. And the Supreme Court said that's wrong under free exercise law. Uh, but now uh, we are asking the court to once again uphold that principle. The state still can't discriminate against Jack, and we believe that principle should control this case. But also we're asking the court to uphold Jack's free speech rights. Free speech is for everyone. The government shouldn't force anyone to express a message that goes against their faith. And we're hopeful that the Colorado Court of Appeals will get this one right and uphold free speech not only for Jack but for all artists. Uh, But at the end of all this, we very well could be back at the U.S. Supreme Court asking the Supreme Court to, um, you know, reverse a bad lower court decision and affirm the freedom of all Americans to say what they believe without fear of government punishment. Yeah, that's an important point, uh, uh, Jake. Jack, back to you. Uh, You're not just to be clear so the audience understands where you're coming from. This is what I just heard from you. You have no objection to service to any of the folks that come in your store based on you know, race, sexual orientation, any of that stuff. Your only objection is they're asking you to use your artistic abilities. You're a cake maker. There's no question that takes, I can't do it. It takes a certain amount of artistry. They're asking you to tailor a specific artistic message which you have a sincere religious objection to. It's not selling them a cake. They can buy whatever they want in the store. Your objection, correct, is just writing that specific message to celebrate something you have a sincere religious objection to. Is that right? That's right. I serve everybody who comes into my store. That's why I got into retail. I love serving people, and I love using my talents in my uh, shop here to turn a cake into a canvas that helps somebody celebrate a special event. But if that event is something that goes against my, my faith or something that I want to, a message that I want to express, then I'll decline that and try and offer something else. For instance, uh, we've got Halloween coming up. We decided, my wife and I sat down before we opened and decided different kind of things that we would create and would not. 
and we decided from the very beginning that we would create uh, cakes that celebrated Halloween or cakes that would insult other people, including people who identify as LGBT. Uh, we don't put profanity on cakes or pornography. They're just it's always the message of the cake. So if somebody calls me up and says, I'm gay, I need a birthday cake for Saturday, sure, what flavor, what size? You know, we go from there because it's a birthday cake, and that's a message that I always love to express. But, uh, yeah. you know, a view of marriage that's different than the view that I believe in, um, I wouldn't be able to express for anybody, whether it was the same-sex couple that asked for it or my best friend asking for it for somebody else. It's the message of the cake, and that cake We're has talking to message. We're talking to Jack Phillips, a Colorado baker who's been targeted uh, by the left and his lawyer, Jake Warner. Uh, Jake, a question for you. Um, it seems to me that the force curve works only in one direction here. In other words, this seems fundamentally anti-American. I mean, listen, it's obvious Jack is not the only baker. He's probably not even the only baker in, within a few blocks in his neighborhood. Um, so it appears that... This group is using the process to force Jack to do something he doesn't want to do based on constitutionally protected activities, freedom of religion, right? But Jack's not forcing them to do anything. Jack's not the only baker in town. He's not the only baker in Colorado. There are hundreds, if not thousands, if you count online, of other options. It seems as if this force curve only, only works one way. And really, there's something sincerely anti-American about that. Certainly. Free speech is for everyone. That's what the First Amendment promises. But what we've seen over the past 10 years is uh, activists and government officials trying to misuse the law to punish people that they simply disagree with. Take this attorney who's suing Jack right now. Back in 2012, this attorney contacted Jack and called him a bigot and a hypocrite, then tracked Jack for a number of years and asked Jack to create this custom blue and pink cake to celebrate a gender transition. On the same day, the U.S. Supreme Court announced it would hear Jack's first case. But then a few months later, the same attorney called Jack back and asked for a custom cake depicting Satan smoking marijuana, knowing that that's a message that Jack couldn't express for anyone. But the reality of it is a win for Jack in this case and, and all of his cases is truly a win for all Americans. The First Amendment protects Jack's right to say what he believes without fear of government punishment. But it also protects, for example, an LGBT website designer. We don't think the government should force that designer to express a message about marriage or anything else that goes against their beliefs. So here in America, free speech is truly for everyone. And we're fighting for that freedom, not only in Jack's case, but in cases around the country. Jack, my audience, uh, when, I, when I announced you were going to be on the show the other day, I got a, an enormous amount of feedback, an inordinate amount for the show. For a guest, usually people say, you know, oh, great. You know, we get a few here or there, and they, they like certain guests. But I got tons of email. You have really, really generated a national and international response. We have listeners in other countries, too. Uh, and one of the questions they had and they wanted to know is, what has this been like for you personally? This has got to be exhausting, Jack. You know, I, I, being a businessman myself, I've been involved in litigation for a long time. Nothing on the scale you have. It is a nightmare. Depositions, constant information gathering. It's a time suck. It's a vampire in your life. What has this been like for you personally? This has to really be getting under your skin. Well, with the help of Alliance Defending Freedom, that's who Jake works for. They've represented us pro bono for this entire 10-year period. They've never charged me a dime because that's wow. this is not just about me and my case. This is about, like Jake was just saying, the right of every American to speak and live and work 
freely according to their conscience without fear of punishment from the government. And so there have been hard times, there have been good times, but in the end, we know that our system should work. It worked when we were at the Supreme Court, and uh, we hope that this latest ruling will be overturned by the Colorado Court of Appeals. My gosh, you really have your head on straight, Jack. I got to tell you, on a personal note, I have the worst New York temper ever. I mean, I would be on, I'd be screaming like a banshee on the radio. I really admire your your resolve to keep your head uh, as so level-headed in this. Uh, they are, I mean, they're clearly targeting you. The attorney going after you now, asking you to bake a, a Satan cake, smoking a joint, you know, we do a parody on this show about Satan cakes is like a joke of how crazy some of these leftists are. I mean, you got to be listening to this call about a Satan cake and you had to be furious. Like, you've got to be kidding. I'm not doing this. No, I knew that it was something somebody putting me on more than likely and tried to explain to that time. I didn't know at the time that it was the attorney who's currently suing me, but we tried to explain that's a cake that we can't create. That's a message we can't express. But if you want to come into the shop, we'd be glad to design something else for you and sell you anything else in my shop because we serve everybody. We just can't express every message that people ask us to. And that's just the key thing. It's not Jack and his cake shop. This is about every American's right to live and work and speak according to their conscience. And so we're just so grateful to have Alliance Defending Freedom helping us out and keep that message out. You're an incredible guy, Jack. How can my listeners uh, help you and Alliance Defending Freedom? How, how can they help? Well, I'll do a commercial for ADF. If you go to ADF Legal, Alliance, Defense, uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, and they have a donate button. They run on donations. They've never charged me a dime, but it's cost an awful lot of money to represent me and the dozens or hundreds of other clients that they're representing. Um, so send money to them to help defend. <laughs> you give money to them, it helps defend yourself. So it's a great, great place to donate. Well, Jake, uh, you working for Alliance Defending Freedom, you, um, you have my sincere gratitude. I am not a lawyer. I never was a lawyer, but I do deal with a lot of lawyers. And it is an exhausting, complicated, very difficult job. Some of these briefings are hundreds of pages long. And I really admire what you guys are doing. This is a pivotal issue. If they can force Jack to bake a literal Satan cake as a Christian free man in a constitutional republic, then, Jake, I think you'd agree the Constitution's become sadly largely meaningless. Well, we're hopeful that the court's going to get it right. You know, Jack's been in court multiple times, and he's won every time. And we're trusting that the court is going to uphold not only Jack's freedom, but the freedom of all Americans to say what they believe without fear of government punishment. And it's a true joy to walk beside people like Jack who are living out their faith and who are remaining steadfast under trial. And that's what we do here at Alliance Defending Freedom. We work so that people like Jack and all Americans can remain free to do what they're called to do and express messages consistently with their deepest beliefs. You guys are amazing. This has been one of the best interviews I've been a part of in my year and a half on the radio. Jack, you're a real American hero. I know you're a humble guy. You're probably not going to accept the compliment, but you're going to take it because it's my show and I'll hang up on you otherwise. You are an American hero. We love you. My audience loves you. You um, really, you have my utmost respect and please keep up the good fight. Know that there's a nation of conservatives and God-fearing Americans out there behind you. And Jake, thanks a lot for taking on this cause pro bono. You guys are terrific. Thanks for having us on the show today. Yeah, thank you. You got it. You got it, Jack. Wow. What a powerful, that's amazing. What a story. 
And then the Alliance Defending Freedom, taking them on pro bono. You know what a case like this would cost, folks? Believe me, I deal with a lot of lawyers. My time this thing is that you're talking millions of dollars. It's good to know there are some good people left out there. God bless Jack Phillips and his fight. That was Jack Phillips and his attorney on the phone there with a ridiculous lawsuit the left is putting him through because they're sick, deranged people, and that's what they do. Process is punishment, right? Up next, we talk with Steve Dace, but let me get to our next sponsor first. Tired of slow download speeds, long boot times? You sometimes feel like throwing that old computer out the window, but you can't or don't want to buy a new one? Fix all your PC issues in seconds with System Mechanic Ultimate Defense from IOLO. Voted number one by PC Mag eight years in a row, System Mechanic is the go-to solution for PC speed and security. But that's not all. When you sign up today, you're also getting an antivirus, privacy protection, and even a password manager too. For a limited time, listeners of this show can get the award-winning System Mechanic Ultimate Defense for a whopping 60% off the regular price. Speed up and protect up to 10 devices for one ridiculously low price. Don't struggle another day with a slow, unprotected PC and take advantage of this exclusive offer today. Visit iolo.com, I-O-L-O.com, forward slash Bongino and save 60% on System Mechanic Ultimate Defense and get 30 days of USA-based live tech support completely free. Iolo stands behind their product with a no-questions-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. Once again, to take advantage of this special offer, head to iolo.com slash Bongino and use promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, at checkout. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Here's Steve Dace talking about the latest studies on the COVID vaccine. Here's a hint. They're not good. And some other information on the COVID virus. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. I, I, I told you in the beginning of the show, I sent out a, a truth uh, and a tweet every morning about how Joe Biden is the worst president in U.S. history. And the liberal responses are just incredibly unhinged. You can read them. There's hundreds of them every day. So sometimes I read them for a good laugh. <laughs> One of them responded back. This is actually pretty funny. It said, uh, uh, the guy said, Dan Bongino's the kind of guy who will push a kid out of the way in Times Square to get a photo with a Batman impersonator. Bro, that's good. That's good. I, I, I'm not sure I would do that, but it's regardless, even Jim's laughing. Yeah, kudos. Very funny. Very good. I like that. All right. Someone who would definitely not do that either is one of our favorite guests on the show host of the Steve Day Show on the Blaze TV. Uh, of course, Steve Day. Steve, welcome back. Hey, man, I was enjoying that Nirvana and Stained Hold music. Uh, you interrupted that. Oh, you owe me an it. apology. I know. I know. Something's in the way is my greatest song, yeah. especially when he says, it's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings. One of the greatest lyrics of all, it's okay to eat fish. I love that. I mean, he must have been seriously like more- smoking a doobie. Yes, I'm a little bit more Beastie Boys. I'm like Sam the Butcher bringing Alice the meat, but I can go with that too. You bet. Yeah, yeah. The, listen, the Beasties, you know, they were from Long Island, and that was a big deal mm-hmm. for us up in New York when they hit it big. Yeah, Kirk Cobain, man. Lost him too. So guy had some great lyrics. It smells Like Teen Spirit was a classic. But I got a serious piece I need to discuss with you. You uh, wrote the book Fauci and Bargain. 
was a huge bestseller talking about all the public health malfeasance that went on with the vaccine. And our buddy Dan Horowitz has a piece out in Conservative Review about five shocking new studies uh, regarding mm -hmm. the vaccine. And one of them, Steve, is the negative efficacy of the vaccine. I mean, in other words, simply explain, uh, it appears at this point, after a certain period of time, the science is indicating now you may be more likely to catch this virus after getting the vaccine. Those, stud yeah. those studies should be front page everywhere all over the country. I mean, that, that's, that defeats the purpose of a vaccine. No, am, am I crazy here? What am I missing? No, you're, you're, you're not crazy. And, and instead, we're in an environment, Dan, where I was looking at all my various social media accounts and thinking to myself, where can I actually post Daniel's work? And I just came to the conclusion that maybe the only place I think I can post it is over on my true social account at real yeah. Steve Dace. If people want to get the link to it. Cause I, I don't think I, I, I certainly can't post it on Facebook. Elon hasn't taken over Twitter yet. So that's a flip of a coin. Okay. But the, the reality here is since August 6th of last year. And I think that's a, that's a date. I want your audience underline that date, August 6th of last year, Rochelle Walensky, head of the C, uh, CDC goes on with Wolf Blitz and admits on national TV on swell. It's CNN, so it's a really national TV, but I guess uh, for simile, okay, uh, sort, of, sort of national TV. She sort of goes on national TV on CNN and admits that the vaccines now with the arrival of the Delta variant fully in America no longer stop the transmission of the virus. So that's, that's like 2.75 variants ago because we're on like the third variant of Omicron right now, okay? And so yeah. she admitted this on August 6th of last year. It got very little fanfare. But on September the 9th of last year, a full month after the head of the CDC admitted that we have a vaccine that doesn't actually vaccinate, it doesn't actually inoculate, doesn't stop the spread of a virus. That's the date that Joe Biden did what he said for the, the entirety of the year up to that point. He had no constitutional authority to do and tried to, uh, by fiat of an executive order, force you. You could not work in America uh, unless you got these jabs that don't actually uh, do what they claim. And this was a full month after he made this, made this, the CDC admitted that it doesn't do what a vaccine's supposed to do, Dan. And so it's really been since that date, August 6th of last year, that this, the entirety of this house of cards has just begun to slowly but surely collapse. We're, we're on the last verse of Weezer's sweater songs while we're dropping 90s music references here. All right, the last, the last He's a pro, Jim. The guy's a radio pro. I, I gave you a shout-out, but you're a legend in the industry, and that's why. You seamlessly weave in how I open this into a story conservative review about science on vaccines. That's amazing. You have a lot of talent, brother. Very good. Well, I, I, it's either this, uh, God gave me this or the ability to dunk a basketball, and I didn't get the latter, so I got this. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're on this topic, would you rate this? And I, I don't, I really, I don't mean this as a hyperbolic question where I exaggerate for effect. I mean it seriously. Would you mm -hmm. rank this up there as one of the greatest public health debacles of all time? And let me, let me just say why I say that. I don't throw that out there randomly. I got the vaccine. I have admitted to my audience. It is the greatest regret of my life. I, I'm furious at myself for panicking early when I had this diagnosis, long story. But Steve, I, I'm a guy who generally trusts competent public health people. I believe in science mm -hmm. like you do. I'm not mm -hmm. anti-vaccine, but mm -hmm. I am dead serious when I tell you, I will never trust another word out of these people again from the NIH or the CDC without doing exhaustive homework, talking to guys like you, Horowitz, Berenson, Marty McCarry, and others. They've decimated mm -hmm. respect for public, have destroyed it. 
Yes, they have. And I don't know that it will ever recover because it's very clear. I mean, just two days ago, Dan, the uh, American Medical Association issued a fatwa, basically. Um, you're, you're Selman Rushdie, and, they're the, and you've written the satanic verses, if you dare <laughs> to question their, uh, their narrative on mutilating children and so, yes, finding our daughters that. and castrating our sons. And so yeah. that's, those are all the same people that orchestrated this. It's, it's very clear, and it's sad, and I hate admitting things like this. You know, I was kidding my audience the last year. I've, suddenly, I'm just Alex Jones with Bible verses now, okay? But the reality is that the, 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 the woke cancer, the spirit of the age, as I like to call it, these tumors, if unconfronted and not treated, they metastasize throughout a body. And they have metastasized throughout the socioeconomic, political, cultural body of the country here called the United States of America. The public institutions are largely gone. When you can now identify, Dan, how someone votes on, the, on their willingness to slavishly follow easily disprovable public health edicts, that's a bad place for your culture to be in. The fact that not even public health Something that, I mean, absolutely ought to unite people. We're living together. We're sharing the same ecosystem here. Even that has become as divisive and politicized as any other debate. That just goes to show you how politicized these institutions have become. They have long ago abandoned science. And I think COVID didn't break anybody. I think it revealed a lot of things that a lot of the things we already saw trending in, in the realm of science with things like we don't know when a life begins. We don't know what a climate right. is. We, you know, I don't trust the 10 day forecast, but I trust your 10,000 year forecast. Right? <laughs> right. All, that just, right. all that just rolled right over into COVID beginning March 16th, 2020, with the unveiling of that original fake doomsday study uh, from Imperial College that shut down the world. We're talking to Steve Dace, author of a book you really should pick up, Fauci and Bargain. It's about Fauci's role in this entire public health debacle. Uh, he also hosts a terrific podcast. You should look him up and subscribe. It's worth your time. You know, Steve, I, I really do want to believe, even though how bad things have gotten, because I, I want to, it's not that I, I shouldn't say I want to trust them. I, 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 I want to see society as a whole, the globe, recover from this and see a path forward. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, nobody wants a freaking COVID pandemic. And I thought mm -hmm. to myself, okay, at least what they told us about the vaccine, even after it proved ineffective at stopping transmission of most of these variants, at least, you know, maybe it'll slow down, you know, death and hospitalization. And then I'm reading Dan Horowitz's piece and some of the work by other truth tellers out there, Kirpin, Berenson, you and others. And mm -hmm. the science on that, Steve, doesn't appear that great either, that there no, may be I negative efficacy with that, too. So in, in the early days of lockdown, Fauci did an interview with uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Zuckerberg said, hey, how fast can we get a, a vaccine? How, how fast can we get one out here? And, and Fauci went into some of the history uh, of, of uh, failed vaccine efforts, uh, the HIV vaccine attempts and other things they did that actually there's two kinds of vaccines, perfect and leaky. And the perfect vaccine is the one that inoculates you. That's the, the, that's the, you know, the dozen or so vaccine cocktail that you and I got when we were kids to go to public school. All right. Yeah. You wouldn't get this stuff if you got these shots. Right. So you wouldn't spread it to other people. What, what Fauci warned of was a leaky vaccine. And if you get a leaky vaccine, meaning that it is something that for a while may treat, may or may not treat a serious symptomology, but it won't stop the spread, then eventually what ends up happening is you, it produces inferior antibodies inside your body 
And so it appears that the vaccine is get, or the, the virus is getting stronger. Really, it's your immune system is weaker. It's not that the vaccine, the virus is stronger. It's just the virus is now Adam Sandler in Billy Madison or where he is dunking on fourth graders. Your immune, yeah, that's your immune system. <laughs> right. right? The, the antibodies yeah. it produces is weaker. And that's and that's what Fauci warned him about. And he said to Zuckerberg, that's why it takes years to put one of these vaccines out, but the test to make sure that it is a perfect vaccine, that it stops the spread, that it doesn't just bind the virus, but it blocks it. And that's not what they did here. And that's where you get into things like antibody dependent enhancement, where the more you jab, right. the, the more you infect. The points that we have right now is we have gone from a a leaky vaccine to antibody dependent enhancement. And brother, that is before we even get to the side effect issues. We now have a second country. It was Denmark last month, Sweden this week have now said they're not going to give this to anybody under the age of 18, these jabs any longer. And so we haven't even gotten into the side effect stuff, what they're seeing in Scotland right now with a rash and a huge increase in pre and neonatal deaths and things of that nature. It just doesn't work before we even get to the risk calculation of what it might do to your body. It doesn't work. We're talking to Steve Dace again, author of Fauci and Bargain and host of the Steve Dace Show. Steve, antibody dependent enhancement um, and the idea of natural immunity. I shouldn't even say the idea, the scientific fact of natural immunity. These were not controversial ideas pre Fauci intervention in COVID and pre COVID. Um, you could have gone anywhere online. I, I caught dengue fever in Panama. It really sucked. It was horrible. And one of the things about dengue fever is if you get it the second time, you can get hemorrhagic fever from antibody-dependent enhancement. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's real. The fact that the science, air quotes, was rewritten to contour itself to a political narrative of the day that may have cost people their lives and their jobs I, I, it's hard to call it a constitutional republic knowing this happened. All the answers to what you're bringing up, all the potential answers are bad. What I truly believe happened here, Dan, is that uh, our elites, people like Fauci and, and, and uh, the people in the health sector, thought they were working with their good old friends, the Shycoms, to come up with a preemptive vaccine for the next SARS or MERS level event. And the Shycom said, you bet, Skip, that's exactly what we're doing over here in the Wuhan Institute of Virology in one of the most densely populated areas of the world where the guy who runs the lab used to run our bioweapons program. You bet, Skip. We're all just one big, happy, globalist elite family here working, working, working Penub like buckwheat for the plebes. That's all we're doing here. You're, you keep doing that. All right. You, and, and, and I think they got suckered into this and thought they were doing something magnanimous. And it was a bioweapon from the very beginning. And, and I think once they recognize where this came from, you know, it didn't come from bats that nest 900 kilometers away from Wuhan. All right, once they recognize that, I think then they panicked. They weren't sure how much natural laws of immunology and virology applied to a synthetic chimeric virus, uh, which is basically a mongoloid or fright Frankenstein form of a virus that they created in a lab. I think they panicked. Um, and then there was greed. You know, let's go ahead and take medications that prove from hydroxychloroquine to ivermectin to, to stunt viral replication in the body and allow the immune system to come in. Now let's panic. We went from panic to greed. Let's go ahead and, and, and stun or stifle those medications and set everybody up for a never ending, uh, you know, cadre of injections for various maladies with these mRNA shots 
all the worst impulses of human nature, the naivete, stupidity of our elites, the greed of our elites, the sinister motivations and dominionism of the shy comms, all these things got tossed into a cauldron with a wing of bat and an eye of newt, Dan, and, and stirred together. And when they and it got dumped on the whole freaking world. That's what happened. Man, you're uh, you're good. Not only are you good because your content is incredible, uh, but you wrapped it up right as I had to go to break as if you almost have an internal radio show host because you've been doing this longer than me. Clocking you. Really, we try to get out. Um, the show airs a few seconds behind, but it's 2-20-19. Jim's like, all right, shut up. We got to go. Steve Dace, author of Fauci and Bargain, host of the Steve Dace podcast on Blaze TV. Always one of our favorite guests. And now, folks, you see why. Thanks for coming on, buddy. We appreciate it. You got it, brother. Anytime. God bless. Oh, man, you got it. That was, man, was that a... Now that's going on the weekend podcast show. All right, folks, I got to take a break. I got to recover from that myself. We'll be right back. That was Steve Dace. Up next is North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. This guy is a rising star in the Republican Party and a good friend to the show. Uh, we'll get to Lieutenant Governor Robinson in a second. Let me tell you about our next sponsor first. Did you know there are currently over 2.4 million podcasts in the world, including the one you're listening to right now? And it takes a team of people to help bring these podcasts together. You need all kinds of people to help produce a great sounding podcast, a producer, an engineer, an assistant, and more sometimes. Needless to say, hiring the right people for these roles is important. And whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business, there's only one place that makes it easy. ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So if you're a fan of this podcast and you want to try ZipRecruiter for free today, you need to remember our special URL, ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. ZipRecruiter, smartest way to hire. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Here's Mark Robinson, a rising star in the Republican Party on cultural issues we're facing in the country right now in his new book titled, We Are the Majority. I am always uh, honored and privileged to have this man on the show. Uh, he is a, a real patriot. I... Found him on uh, on the internet a couple of years ago. I was watching a speech from this just passionate guy defending defending Second Amendment rights. And I remember I was working at a different outlet back then. I said, who the heck is this guy? Well, I'll tell you who the heck he is now. He's lieutenant governor of uh, the great state of North Carolina, our friend Mark Robinson. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, Dan. Thank you for having me here, sir. Pleasure to be back. People love you, uh, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. People think the world of you. I got a whole bunch of comments on Facebook when I announced you were coming on. And this one gentleman wanted me to pass on to you that your speeches are must-see TV, which they are. If you haven't seen them on 
Rumble or ScrewTube or whatever, I suggest you listen. And he said to me, Mark, he said, any guy who speaks like that and puts that much energy that he needs a towel because he's sweating halfway through. I goes, I want to watch more of it. And I said, listen, man, he never disappoints. So you really bring it. Nobody brings a house down like you. So let me get into it. You're in North Carolina. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're in North Carolina, a swing state. Uh, It's become an economic powerhouse. Uh, You guys have one of the friendliest business climates in the country. But you do have an issue we have in Florida. I don't mean issue in a bad way, but it's an issue nonetheless. You have a lot of new residents. And some people move to North Carolina, you know, come there from different places with different politics. Are you finding, uh, Lieutenant Governor, that that that's changing the politics of the state? Because I know down here in Florida, we're getting a lot of transplants from New York who are actually conservative. We're actually registering more Republicans down here. Yeah, I think we're seeing a trend of that, too. We're, we're seeing more more conservatives moving from New York, more conservatives moving from places like California and other places. They're coming here because North Carolina is uh, has been run so conservatively over the last 10 years. So we're seeing a boon in that because people want to come here and keep those good times going here. So we're seeing a lot of that. Yeah. We're talking to Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, also the author of a book you really should pick up to hear this guy's story. He's amazing. We are the majority. The book is called We Are the Majority. You'd be doing me a big favor if you'd pick it up because it's worth your time by Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, a rising star in the Republican uh, Party. I would put him in my top five candidates. You don't have to answer that. That's my opinion, uh, Mr. Lieutenant Governor. Let me uh, let me ask you about the Senate race there because it's critical. Could very well determine control of the Senate. Um, You have a hot race there for the United States Senate, North Carolina, the Ted Budd race. Uh, What's your feelings there? You know, this is a race, sir, that's really kind of gone under the radar screen. I mean, we hear a lot about Laxalt and Dr. Oz and Herschel Walker, but you got a hot one there in North Carolina. Your your feelings, no one's got their finger on the pulse of North Carolina politics like you. Oh, yeah, this race is is hot as fire. Uh, We just had debate. uh, Ted was just in a debate against Reed Beasley. He did very well. Uh, she proved to everybody that she is uh, 100% uh, Joe Biden all the way. Uh, and folks in North Carolina, I believe they know that if they elect her and send her to Washington, D.C., it's going to be more the same. Open borders, uh, terrible economy, and our enemies being emboldened like never before. Folks here in North Carolina want to change and so we believe they're going to uh, vote down uh, uh, Sheree Beasley and send Ted Budd to Washington, D.C. I believe North Carolina is going to do the right thing there. Yeah, I, I think you're right. We're talking to Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, Mark Robinson. Mark, um, I, I would imagine knowing I know North Carolina pretty well, not as well as you. My, my father's lived there for quite a while over in Cary. And it is it's such a beautiful, wonderful state. And, you know, having visited him quite a bit up there, public safety is a big deal. You know, I, I can't imagine the Democrat Party, which obviously for the worst has married themselves to either defund the police or certainly not being pro-police, is going to do well over there. One of the things I've always admired about you is you've been a passionate defender of our Constitution, our military, and, and solid ethical law enforcement. And th- I can't imagine in North Carolina that is not a hot issue. It, it is, just like everywhere else. People... When, when uh, conservative pundits and conservative politicians came out and said that this whole defunded police thing was a horrible idea, that not only was it going to cost property, not only was it going to cost dollars, it was going to cost lives. Sadly, that has come true. The whole world has seen it. 
And I think that in November, people are going. that's going to be one of the things that people are going to vote on again. They're going to remember those politicians who stood up for that, those politicians who did not stand against that, and those folks will no longer be in office, I don't believe, in November, because that thing has been deadly. Yeah, it has. You know, uh, Mark, I heard, you were on our show, I don't, I don't know, three, four months ago. I, I'm terrible with time. doesn't matter. You, were, you gave a speech, and I, I don't know if it was in a, a black church or so. I don't know where it was, but you gave this speech that was just... I mean, it really was one of the finest speeches I've ever heard. I mean, I, I'd like to, forgive me, self-praise thinks, and I, I don't mean it to, I'd like to think I'm an okay speaker, like people seem to enjoy it and clap, whatever. Uh, nothing like you. So I'm very, I'm very critical of myself. But I hear you speaking sometimes, and it's just, you just got this way, man. I, and you gave this speech about the culture wars and, 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 and the left just moving in on this aborting babies up until birth stuff. The speech is just incredible. And now we're seeing more of this. I played a clip before of Stacey Abrams running against Brian Kemp in Georgia for, for governor, um, saying that, you know, uh, abortion is up to the doctor and the woman not even willing to give a, a timeline, like even up to birth, uh, uh, Mr. Lieutenant Governor. Like, this is just, that, that's like satanic. Are we crazy? You're going to birth a child and kill it? Like, this is nuts. Yeah, we, we see uh, we see the Democrats. We see these leftists. They have absolutely no respect for human life. We see it in the way that they uh, in the way they administer public safety, and we definitely see it in the in the way they look at unborn children. Uh, they are ready to kill these children up to the moment of birth and possibly after birth. Uh, and it, it's ridiculous when Stacey Abrams sits on stage and says that a heartbeat in the womb is manufactured. Yes, sure, it is manufactured. It's manufactured. It is made and stamped by God Almighty. That's who is manufactured and made by. That's who breathed life into those human beings. And those human beings in the womb deserve every bit of the same rights as those who have, who, who have been born. And we just see their wickedness. It comes out in them more and more. And again, I think the people of the United States have seen enough of this foolishness. Uh, certainly the people of North Carolina have. And I think in no November we're going to see it. I don't want to put you on the spot here, but what the hell. Um, you, you're really a rising star in the party. Again, a lot of people, they, they hear you speak. They hear your unabashed defense of, of, of not just conservatism, but, you know, the morality of conservatism. That's important. You know, you don't just argue for tax cuts. Like, yeah, that's great. I mean, I love tax cuts, too, because I, they work. But you argue for the passionate defense and morality of, of conservatism in a way not a lot of people can or do. You know, if, if someone were to ask you to serve in a different position, I mean, I got to imagine you're on a short list to be a, a vice president somewhere. I'm not kidding. I mean, I've heard your name come up in many circles before. Is that the kind of thing you would consider? I, I you know, I tell people this is this is, and I tell people this, and this I mean this 100. Uh, percent I was in the United States military when I was in the United States military serving under Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam wrote the orders, and I went where he would have me to go. Now yeah. I consider myself to be serving in the Army of the Lord. I'm just going to go wherever His orders send me. And I'm ready yeah. to serve in any capacity that's going to be able to do the most good for the people of this nation. So wherever, yeah. wherever I, whatever God wants me to do, that's where I'm going to end up. Gosh, that's the kind of answer I knew you'd get only. You're never unprepared, yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> We're talking to Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, a good friend to the show, Mark Robinson, and the author of a book you need to get. Please, 
It's worth your time. It's called We Are the Majority. We Are the Majority. Please check it out. Uh, let me. I know you're uh, just a couple more questions. We'll let you go. Thanks for your time here. But Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, uh, another Democrat, just, you know, spouting a bunch of nonsense. I played his cut before the break. And he's all upset about the immigration crisis. You know, I got to imagine yeah. in your state of North Carolina, this is a big deal, too. Legal immigration? Terrific. I married to a legal immigrant. She's been nothing but an asset to the United States. You met her. She's wonderful. She loves you. It's She's been great. She's a, a data person, a tech person. Illegal immigration is law-breaking. Now, Eric Adams is only upset about it because now illegal immigrants are being bused to New York. I mean, th- 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 to claim on a tape that there's no solution to this when he knows a border wall would work. I mean, he's just embarrassing themselves, uh, the, the Democrats who speak like this at this point. It is. And this guy, he proved who he was when he stood on in front of the camera and said that New, that New York had a brand. But uh, I can't remember what state he mentioned. <laughs> yeah. he said they don't have a brand. Kentucky, I believe, they don't have a brand. Nor, uh, New York has a brand. This guy, I, I've said it uh, in, a, in a national interview, and I'm saying it again. He's a clown. He is a leftist stooge. He is a clown. The crime rate in his city proves that. This man can't even – he has one of the greatest police departments at his disposal, one of the most stored police departments yeah. at, his disposal, at his disposal, and he cannot control crime in his city. This man, again, a leftist stooge, and anything that he says does not surprise me. You got my producer cracking up because you just you, – you, it's so rare – to find someone like yourself, I, I know I seem effusive with the praise, but I can't say this enough. Like I've dealt with so many having run for office myself, so many fakes and phonies. That's just not you, man. And, and I really respect that. Last question. We'll let you go. We're talking to Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, author of the book. We are the majority. Um, I, I know it's not your, you're the Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, but, you know, he's our president. It's national politics does matter. Uh, the leadership that is missing from the White House with Joe Biden. Um, you know, he said this this past week at a fundraiser, Lieutenant Governor, that we were approaching nuclear Armageddon like we haven't since the Cuban Missile Crisis. And sadly, I believe he's correct. And anyone off on vacation in Delaware for the weekend. You're a military guy. Like, that's not, that's not, you don't lead from behind. You, you lead from the front. I mean, they tell you that in third grade. Absolutely. The reason why we're at the cusp of nuclear uh, war is because of his poor leadership. It's because our border is wide open. It's because our economy is failing. It's because our enemies around the world have been emboldened like never before. They are, are the, our enemies around the world see that we have a, a, a feckless leader, a guy who's ineffective, has been ineffective for 50 years. And guys, it's not his age. It's his intelligence level. This guy's just not a very smart guy. Uh, and our, these world leaders, they see it. The people in Iran, the leaders in Iran see it. The leaders in China see it. The, leader, uh, um, the leaders in other countries, they see this. And they're chomping at the bit for their opportunity to take this nation down. 2024 cannot get here fast enough. We can start to reverse these, twi- these trends in November by taking back the House and the Senate. But we need to complete the job in 24 by getting rid of Joe Biden and his administration. Not only have they been bad for this country, they have been deadly for this country. And the consequences that we face because of it are mind-numbing. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. And please, if you're in North Carolina, uh, you've got a great Senate candidate, Ted Budd. Do not forget to vote. 
Please. Uh, that was, you just heard, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, author of the new book, We Are the Majority. Mr. Lieutenant Governor, thanks for your time. You are always welcome back on our show. We really appreciate it. Absolutely, Dan. Thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you soon in the future. Yes, sir. You got it. Love that guy, folks. One of my, uh, one of my favorite guests. I'm, you probably could tell I kind of, I become a real big fan. I will never forget sitting in my old house in Palm City, Florida, and someone sent me a link and said, did you see this guy at a county council meeting or city council meeting in North Carolina defending the Second Amendment? I said, nah, send it over. You know, you get those all the time. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? It was Mark Robinson. Now he's a lieutenant governor. Maybe something else sooner rather than later. I hear his name creeping up an awful lot lately. Keep your eyes on him. That was Mark Robinson. Up next is Senator Mike Lee. He's in the middle of a tough fight with uh, Evan McMuffin out in Utah. You're probably not going to want to miss this one. McMuffin's a liberal Democrat pretending to be an independent. Let me tell you about our final sponsor first. Fall is chaos in your pants. You're overheating one second, freezing the next. To be ready for anything, you need underwear that can handle everything. And it's time for Tommy John underwear. In Tommy John underwear, you're that much more comfortable so you can do everything better. Name a problem with other underwear. And Tommy John, they solved it. Tommy John's breathable, lightweight fabric is four times the stretch of competing brands. They come with a no-wedgie guarantee. Man, that's big! Thanks to a non-rolling waistband and legs that never ride up. Plus, they feature a horizontal, quick-draw fly. And Tommy John loungewear is guaranteed to fit perfectly with comfy, non-piling, micromodal fabric. Meaning no lint balls or fuzz and a luxuriously soft tri-blend fabric with flexible four-way stretch. With over 17 million pairs sold, people love Tommy John underwear and loungewear. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics like me. I was a customer way before they were an advertiser on the show because their underwear is great. Plus, everything back with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free, guarantee. Go to TommyJohn.com slash Dan right now for 25% off lounge and sleepwear. 25% off lounge and sleepwear at TommyJohn.com slash Dan. TommyJohn.com slash Dan. See site for details. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Here's Senator Mike Lee of Utah. We talked about the gutless Mitt Romney stabbing Republicans like him in the back and the other important issues in the race. This is a good interview. Don't miss this. Well, you heard me talking about uh, Utah politics before, and uh, I'm honored and, and happy to have back on the show a good friend, more importantly, a good man, um, and I think, uh, thirdly, a good conservative, uh, Mike Lee. Senator Mike Lee, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Dan. Good to be with you, as always. Well, it's great for you to be with us, and it's no good having a good conservative if, you know, you weren't a good guy. But I, I did a full-throated endorsement for you before I read Donald Trump's email. It just went out about you as well with another strong endorsement because you are a good guy. And um, you did a lot of things for me when no one else would. And that's not why I'm endorsing you. I mean, you can be a good guy, and we, you know, we don't necessarily have to be simpatico with politics. But you have been on the side of the Constitution for a long time. That leads me to my first question. Uh, you're a gentleman. You always have been. Um, I'm probably not. But what's going on with Mitt Romney, Senator? I mean, you are clearly a conservative. You are one of the original Tea Party conservatives in the Senate. Um, 
Donald Trump just sent out this email. It's going to make news. Apparently, Mitt Romney appears a little hesitant to say uh, nice things about you. Uh, what's going on there? Yeah, so here's what's going on. Uh, Mitt Romney citing the fact that he's got two friends in this race. Uh, I guess he's friends with Evan McMullen, my opponent. Uh, he's going to be staying out of the race and not making an endorsement. Look, that is that is his choice. It's uh, it's not mine, but but it is his choice. I'm going to win this with or without his endorsement. Uh, so I, I'm focusing in this race on, on issues. And I'm running against a guy who is, for all practical purposes, a Democrat. Uh, he's running as an independent, but he's been endorsed by the Democratic Party. He raises money from Act Blue, the National Democratic Donor Network. He's embraced Democratic policies. He voted for the Democratic President Joe Biden and encouraged others to do the same thing. He has praised everything Joe Biden has done whenever he speaks of him and criticizes everything Republicans do. So uh, it's a tough race, in part because the local media in Utah is uniformly liberal. And consequently, they refuse to ask him any tough questions, even any questions about actual policy. And they turn a blind eye as this guy just uh, engages in ad hominem attacks on me that go unanswered by the media. Yeah, yeah. Evan McMullen is... uh... A, a disgrace. You know, I, I really, I've known th- this guy and been following him for a long time. Um, he is obviously a wolf in sheep's clothing. And I want to waste a lot of time talking about Mitt Romney here with you, but I'm going to say it and you can't. I'm, he's a disgrace too. I'm sorry you stay quiet. You don't have to say it. I'm just disgusted by this and I'm really offended because I know who you are and I know what you're about and you are one of the most decent men up there. And I don't care who your darn friends are. We got the country at stake here. You've got a radical leftist beloved by the liberal left who'd love to see this country decimated. And then you have Mike Lee, Tea Party conservative. It's not a hard damn choice. It's an easy one. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about you. So when I first met you, you had uh, you sat me down in your office. You were kind enough to take some time. I was a nobody. And you asked me a bunch of questions about the Constitution. Uh, you mind if I pay back the favor? <laughs> it's it's not a pop quiz, but I'm, you, I, I, I so this thing going on with um, the FBI right now and this new story about the you know one million dollar offer to go find information about Donald Trump. You know, Senator, you, you're a big advocate of allegiance to constitutional principles. I mean, where is this in the Constitution exactly? I mean, we 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 are guided by the ethos that a man is innocent until proven guilty. Um, n- not guilty until we put a million dollar bounty up and can go find information. I mean, the whole essence of a constitutional republic is we investigate crimes in search of people, not people in search of crimes. This is a really big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. And anytime, look, anytime you have an invasive search of the home of an individual, that's a big deal. It's why we have the warrant requirement in the Fourth Amendment. It's why the Fourth Amendment's warrant requirement has a particularity element to it. You've got to describe with particularity the things to be searched and or seized and the reasons why, the connection to it. So anytime that power is wielded, it's got to be wielded carefully and cautiously because, uh, among other things, we've got the presumption of innocence and we want to protect individual liberty. Uh, It got more serious. It, It becomes especially unusual when the person whose residence you're searching is a former president of the United States and is a likely candidate for the presidency of the United States, a likely challenger to the current incumbent holder of that same office. 
So the further afield you get from this, the more you see the need for caution. We don't ever want to become a country where uh, you you see political incumbents imprisoning uh, or otherwise using law enforcement authority to uh, uh, harass or discourage or dissuade or take out of commission their opponent. So all these things uh, are are cause for concern. And uh, there's a lot of explaining that needs to be done that has not yet been done about what's happening here. Yeah, it is. It's uh, me obviously having had a similar job title as a federal investigator. You know, Senator, this is uh, you're a powerful man. You are. You're a member of the United States Senate, you know, one of 100. I mean, that's an unbelievable spot to be in. But you don't get the power to take someone's life or freedom. We do. Of course. And you darn well better respect it. And the fact that that's why I think this story offends me so much. Uh, again, I, I know your allegiance to the Constitution is second to none in the U.S. Senate. Another story that's been on my mind, I was reading a Wall Street Journal op-ed yesterday by Judy Shelton, who's been great about uh, you know fiscal and monetary issues. And she made such a good point in this op-ed about how the Federal Reserve, you see what's happening right now with Liz Truss in the U.K. and even over here where we've given to these unelected bodies like the Federal Reserve Center this amazing power. But no one voted them in. Um, nobody gets to vote them out. And yet they're almost single-handedly sabotaging conservatism over in the UK right now. And I'll I'll be candid with you. They're not that much farther behind here in the United States where they just get to print a whole bunch of money. I mean, the Constitution had limitations on that. Who was going to coin money? Uh, The Fed's really destroying our economy. We've separated ourselves so much from constitutional moorings with this stuff. It has me concerned uh, moving forward where this is going to go. With good reason, Dan. And, you know, it's important for us to remember where this inflation comes from. I don't know what it's like in, in Florida. I know it's bad everywhere. But when you measure inflation in Utah relative to the day Joe Biden took office, it's up 15.6%. The average Utah family shells out $925 a month every single month for their basic monthly household expenses uh, relative to the day Joe Biden took office. All of this is the result of the federal government spending too much money. In fact, a few decades ago, during our last period of major uh, inflationary activity, someone asked the, the famed Nobel Prize laureate economist Milton Friedman, where is it coming from? Is it speculative investing? Is it, is it lots of international trade? What's causing it? He said, no. In America, it has only one cause. When you see inflation, it's because Congress is spending money it doesn't have. Effectively printing money means everything costs more money. When people are making the same or less, as is the case with most people, that means they're a lot poorer, and they're poor because of the government, because of this failed leadership. All this, uh, Dan, all this is a reason why Joe Biden's administration is out of control. The only effective way to bring it under control is to make sure that we have a Republican majority in the United States Senate. It's yeah. shameful that we're in a position where that, that's even close in Utah. We've got a Utah poll, the uh, Utah newspaper that published a poll showing the race roughly within the margin of error. Now, I think my lead is greater than that, but that's what they believe. If they're right, Utah could end up losing this to a Democrat. We could end up losing the ability to have a Republican majority in the Senate and stand up to Joe Biden because of that. We can't have that. And so that's why I'd invite all within the sound of my voice, all of your listeners, if, if they'd like to see a Republican majority in the Senate, please help me. Go to leaveforsenate.com. At leaveforsenate.com, you can help me win this race to make sure that Joe Biden and his administration can no longer go on these spending bridges that cause inflation. They can no longer 
uh, engage in all sorts of chicanery, tomfoolery, and jackassery without some accountability and oversight from Congress. Wow. Uh, that's a senator. I've never, uh, that's a, that's a first. <laughs> I have never, you, you must be really upset at this. LeeForSenate.com is the website. LeeForSenate.com. A couple more questions for you, Senator. Folks, I'm just going to tell you again for like the fourth or fifth time during the show. I, I don't do a lot of wholehearted endorsements because I've been screwed over by a lot of people. And um, this guy isn't one of them. This is one of the good guys. If you believe anything I say on this show ever, we spend three hours a day together. I'm humbly imploring you to help this guy out. He's the future of our party. I'm telling you, he's a good man. Senator, the, the border situation, while we're, I know I'm bring, bringing this up. This is an easy one. This has nothing to do really with the Constitution. This is just a ground ball. But the border situation is clearly out of control. My worry is um, I think we are going to take control of the Senate. It may be a slim 51-53 margin. I'm, I'm hoping it's more. I've got my fingers crossed that a Tiffany Smiley or, or uh, an, a, another kind of dark horse candidate can pull one out. Um, but what can we do about the border situation? I mean, the listeners email me fairly enough all the time, and they appreciate honest answers. If we're limited, we're limited. But they say, you know, what are we going to do? Are we going to hold hearings? Is there a potential impeachment of Mayorkas on the line? I mean, we have an open border. That's not even open for debate, and it's causing a fentanyl crisis, a national security crisis. What exactly can we do? Some steps we can take if we take back the Senate. Yeah, thanks for asking that. And, you know, Dan, even this is a constitutional question because it's a question that cuts at the heart of the division of responsibilities between the branches of government. So, yeah, they're the ones who are in charge of enforcing the law. They're refusing to do that. But we've got some other tools at our disposal. They can't appropriate their own money. Only we can do that. If we've got a Republican majority, there are things we can do. There's money that we can withhold from them unless or until they start getting control of the border, unless or until they stop inviting in these drug cartels who are making billions of dollars a month, human trafficking and bringing in fentanyl, illegal aliens and otherwise wreaking havoc on our country. We can do those things, get the answers and where necessary, even initiate impeachment proceedings. Uh, We can't do that without majorities in Congress. We need it in the House and we need it in the Senate. Yeah, you would. Uh, Senator, obviously, um, uh, the, the First Amendment is a, especially freedom of religion, is, is obviously a huge deal nationwide. But Utah is known as a state where faith matters. People care about their faith. Many states, but Utah as well. Freedom of religion has been under attack. I had Jack Phillips on, the Colorado baker, just yesterday. He was my guest. We do one guest a day. And this poor guy has been under attack for years. People walking in, asking him to make Satan cakes. I mean, literally, it's not a joke. They wanted him to make a cake with Satan on it. Um, Gender transition cakes. I mean, this is the kind of thing. Again, you being a constitutionalist, I made the case Jack to Jack and his lawyer yesterday. The force curve works one way. This is liberals trying to force him to use his art to express an idea against his faith. But Jack doesn't have to do, I mean, but they don't have to do the same. They can get a cake made anywhere. Nobody's forcing them to do anything. This is a really serious case, and freedom of religion is under attack. This seems to be the new liberal guiding ethos to destroy people's uh, attachment to God and objective values. You're, you're exactly right, Dan, and, and this is a really thorny constitutional question. It's one that shouldn't be difficult to answer because this one involves a hybrid, a, a compound constitutional right. Here you've got the free exercise of religion being challenged when people are trying to use government to force someone to do something that violates their religious beliefs. But they're also using that same government force 
to try to coerce someone to utter speech with which that person disagrees. That's called compelled speech. Under the compelled speech doctrine, there are a few things more verboten, more presumptively invalid than that. You get these two combined, and we've got a real problem. Look, my, my ancestors came to Utah in the 1840s seeking religious freedom. They had faced religious persecution elsewhere. They settled in a place, Salt Lake Valley, where there were exactly two trees standing at the time. It was a barren, cold desert. They stayed here, not because it was pretty at the time. It wasn't. It is now. But because they just wanted to be free. That, that spirit, that freedom lives on in Utah, and it lives on in America. We must protect and preserve religious freedom, and we'll do everything we can to push back on that. Man, these guys, now that's an answer. These people who are being threatened, they will not succeed. We will not tolerate it. It will not be allowed. The American people will put a stop to it. <laughs> Jim, what I tell you? But you might put this guy know his stuff or what? Senator Mike Lee, you never disappoint. Nobody knows the Constitution like you folks. I give a full whatever it's worth. If my word means anything to you, you're never going to get a more powerful endorsement than I'm going to give you for Mike Lee for Utah, whatever that's worth. This guy is a good and decent man. And uh, please, if we lose him. It's going to be the Republican Party is going to hemorrhage. It is going to be a really terrible day. We can't lose him. LeeForSenate.com is a website. Help the man out. Senator Mike Lee, you know you're welcome back anytime. Good luck in the race. I, I think you're going to be okay. We'll knock on wood, but I think you're going to be okay. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much, Dan. Good to be with you. Guys. That was Mike Lee. Thanks a lot for listening to the special. I always appreciate it. If you want to check out my radio show, go to Bongino.com. Click on Station Finder. And if you wouldn't mind, please subscribe to the podcast. It helps us a lot on Apple, Spotify, and at rumble.com slash Bongino. Thanks for listening. See you on Monday. You just heard Dan Bongino.